Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you. If you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years, there is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. Welcome to episode number 215, where tonight we are going to introduce you to Noveski. JD got an opportunity to talk to some of the folks over there, so we're real excited to share this. Uh, I guess this would be a, a scoop, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, wait a minute. We'd have to be professionals and journalists. <laughs> no, but uh, I, don't, I don't know that there are all that many examples of uh, uh, interviews with uh, Noveski. So. They don't do they don't do a lot. So um, I'm grateful they they sat down and took some. Uh, Mike Allen sat down and took uh, some time with us uh, a couple of days ago, and we were able to talk about the story behind Novesky and some of their products and things like that. So uh, I fanboyed out a little bit. I will confess and admit that. But uh, they're uh, a company that was uh, formed literally five miles away from where I grew up in Southern Oregon. So I'm big fans of what they do. And uh, of course the name speaks for itself. So we talk about the story and products and uh, the future and uh, a couple other things uh, with Noveski. So uh, looking forward to sharing that interview with everybody. Well, that's pretty great. Well, that being the case, why don't we get some of our housekeeping out of the way and uh, we'll let uh, you move into the interview portion of the show. So um, why don't you tell the guy, folks at home how they can support the show? Well, you can go to a pledge at uh, the, the firearmsradio.tv. Click on pledge and click on the AR-15 podcast. Several ways to get involved. Jason and Tom, thank you so much for your support. Um, we also have a commercial sponsor, JWB Military and Brass, that's been with us. Um, we're coming up on a year that uh, they've been sponsoring the AR-15 podcast, so we're uh, grateful for them. Uh, also, We've got some new uh, gear coming out. Uh, the new logo was out just a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we have patches and stickers um, drawn up right now. The pre-order is at Patriot Patch Company. Uh, you can check that out at patriotpatch.co. Uh, go to the partners page. You'll see the AR-15 uh, podcast logo there, and we've got some stickers and some patches for pre-order. Uh, those do support the show. Um, they also support the Patriot Patch Company, which has been pretty good to this show. Um, we will have shirts coming out. Um, we kicked around some ideas for a while. I've been banging my head against the wall, and I, I found something that, uh, with your guys' feedback, uh, is functional and uh, a little bit sarcastic, but uh, filled with truth. So I think you guys will enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy it. If not, I'm going to have uh, 100 shirts that I'm going to have to store in my mom's basement. Um, so be looking for those out pretty soon. Also through the uh, Patriot patch company, we've partnered up with, uh, our friends down in Lake Havasu city, RTT firearms, Evelyn and Robert, uh, they have done some pretty cool things uh, with those, uh, uh, RTCI cups. I think I may be getting that backwards, but they're the uh, stainless steel tumblers that keep your drink cold or keep your drink hot. Um, I showed them our new logo and that uh, requested, uh, they put one on there. And so, uh, we've got a pretty cool, uh, stainless steel tumbler that uh, they have mocked up for us. And uh, Reed and I and our generosity are hooking Anthony and uh, Michael up with them. And um, so uh, they're pretty cool. If you want to check them out, go to facebook.com slash AR15 podcast. And uh, you'll see them there. They're offering a deal um, to our listeners. If you guys want to pick one up, 
Uh, they're going to be a 37 total, including shipping. So uh, they look pretty sharp with the FDE. You, I sent you a picture, Reed. What do you think? You know, I think it's pretty slick. I like it. I'm excited. So, uh, so we have those, and uh, we'll be rolling out the shirts here as a pre-order pretty soon. I think we have to have uh, five or 35 to fulfill the order, and uh, uh, Reed and I will be buying some. I think my mom will buy one. Um, maybe Mike, uh, Anthony's mom will buy one or two. So, I mean, we're getting close to 35. So if you guys want to support the show, um, we get some of each of that. So it helps us uh, grow and purchase the audio equipment and do some other fun stuff. Uh, we have big plans for the show. Just sometimes time yeah. <laughs> escapes us a little bit. Uh, we're uh, both kind of busy. As you notice, uh, Michael is, he's training in Indonesia or something. He's uh, taking a village and he's uh, teaching them how to fight against a oppressive government. It's like a Chuck Norris movie from the eighties. Um, I believe Anthony has quit his day job and he's now a roadie for some seventies rock band and he's uh, doing sound and lighting for them. So yeah, they're no, not uh, here tonight. The Grateful Dead is no longer touring, or at least that's what I understood. Didn't didn't like all of the front people for the Grateful Dead pass away? I think Anthony's actually a roadie for the Grateful Dead cover band or something like that, or Guns N' Roses cover band. I don't know. Or maybe it was uh, uh, Gloria Gaynor. (laughs) (laughs) Is she on tour still? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Anthony will survive. (laughs) Well, I wanted to step in just a minute here and and, and thank the listeners for um, giving us some grace. Um, uh, uh, My family uh, was going through the the normal travails of life, and um, uh, we had to take care of some business after a family death and um, kind of uh, took us out of the running for helping the guys out with the show. And I think, um, you know, of course, they all um, appreciate and hold me so dear that, you know, as a sign of solidarity, they all went off to get drunk and buy beer. So I guess when uh, I'm away, sometimes they play, but... Um, we do thank you for all of that time and, uh, you know, it happens and we appreciate that you all understand that and that you all understand that family comes first because that's kind of what we all, uh, believe here. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the grace. And I guess, uh, JD, we've got the rest of the summer wrapped up with some good ideas. So hopefully we'll be able to get to the end of the year. Uh, without too many more major interruptions this year. <laughs> yeah, we're, do- we're doing our best to put content together, but we've got, you know, the, all four of us have uh, day jobs and uh, families, so we do the best we can to get a content out. The uh, quick silencer shop show from last week, uh, Jeremy was just on wanted to talk about the Form 1s. Uh, they're now accepting through a kiosk, which makes it very easy uh, to do an SBR or something like that. And also wanted to talk, there's a lot of rumors about the ATF wait times, what people think is going to happen. And uh, if anybody would know, uh, Jeremy did. So that's why we shared it. It was a quick episode. Jeremy's going to come back in a couple weeks and we'll uh, get all your questions answered. Uh, But I really was limited for time on that. So I wanted to get something out to you guys along that topic. Um, So uh, that was episode 214. Yeah. So Silencer Shop was on. It was about a 15, 16 minute uh, total episode. We try not to do those too often, but uh, I figured something was better than radio silence. 
Thanks to our main sponsor, our topic sponsor, JWB Military and Brass, for sponsoring tonight's main topic. Go to jwbmilitary.com. Use the promo code ARP10 for 10% off quality once-fired military reloading brass, AR500 steel targets, and much, much more. Uh, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to, uh, John on here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about uh, JWB Military and Brass and also discuss reloading. I think that's going to be a read-only show. Because he's the smartest guy in the Google Hangout, so <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe I-, I mean you're the oldest and saltiest, so we might as well give you the smartest title too. All right, well I'll take old and salty. Okay, um, so we'll have that, and then also uh, episode two sixteen is going to be a, a rapid fire. Throw questions at Reed, and if he doesn't respond quick enough, we'll take away his whiskey. Uh, now wait a minute. Wait, no, I, I don't like that show format. Well, when you miss three shows in a row, then all of a sudden I'm in control. So yeah, you got to be here for three shows and you get it back. What am I worried about? You guys can't take my whiskey away. <laughs> we'll steal his iron sights and then we'll grab his whiskey. <laughs> all right. I, I, I am just totally not worried anymore now. All right. <clears throat> well, with that, why don't we start off with our interview with Noveski? All right, I am joined by Mike Allen of Noveski. This has uh, been one of my top. In fact, let's just let's just cut straight through it. Everybody knows I'm a Noveski fanboy. Everybody knows I'm a big fan of Oregon companies. Mike, thank you for joining us on the AR15 podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, we have been looking forward to talking to you guys for a long time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into firearms? Yeah, for sure. So I... Um uh, originally I'm from San Diego, California. Um, I've been shooting guns since I was about four or five. My dad was from a really small town in Idaho. So hunting and shooting were always a part of my life growing up, uh, living in Southern California. Um, I got into, uh, kind of typical Southern California activities, surfing and skateboarding and ended up starting my career after San Diego state university uh, in the action sports community. So, uh, I worked for a company called DC shoes, kind of a big company, uh, worked my way up through that, that, uh, establishment until I became uh, director of marketing for the entire globe. So how do you go from DC shoes to Noveski? It's a pretty funny story. So, uh, I blame social media 100%. I, at one point, uh, the guy who started DC Shoes moved to Park City, Utah, and I was commuting via airplane up there uh, about twice a month to meet with him. And eventually, DC said, hey, why don't you just move to Utah? And not having been from there, not really having any family up here, it was kind of like a big leap, but uh, it made sense. I would travel a little bit less, etc. So I took the jump. Um, what happened next, though, And I enjoyed it like about a year and a half or two years working at D.C. while in Utah. But during that time period, I obviously went to gun shops in the area and noticed, you know, silencers and SBRs and transferable machine guns and really became like, okay, how do I get these? What can I do? I ended up buying uh, several silencers and uh, got SBRs, machine gun, etc. And during this process, I had posted a couple photos on my Instagram. Well, someone that had followed me through the DC career happened to work at Silencer Co., which is local to 
the Salt Lake area and said, hey, why don't you come on a tour? So I went on a tour of the facility, met the CEO. Uh, we hit it off pretty good. We talked for a really long time. And one thing led to another. I ended up quitting DC Shoes and then started almost immediately at Silencer Co. as vice president of marketing. Nice, man. Another company we've had, uh, we've had Josh Waldron on the show several times and uh, talked Silencer Co. and their stuff. And uh, in fact, have several of their suppressors, if not in my safe, in ATF jail as we speak. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I, be the same. So yeah, uh, I, Josh is a guy that I connected with early on. And um, yeah, I, I was at Silencer Co. for, I want to say, roughly about two years. And then... Um, met Noveski kind of in the process and and my history with Noveski goes a lot further back than my uh entrance into the gun industry. Uh some of the first ARs I ever bought in Southern California were Noveskis. And I just I, I remember going to a one specific gun shop in San Diego and I had about a thousand bucks to buy a AR and the guy was like, Well can you come up with about double? <laughs> and he talked to me into a Noveski and it was kind of I was a Nevesky guy there on out and I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a while after that purchase <laughs> and kind of was in the doghouse, but ended up, uh, you know, becoming a, a big fan and a loyal customer. And so when I started at Silencer Co, I wanted to associate Silencer Co with Nevesky. Um, when I, I was kind of, I think Silencer had been around like four years or so by the time I started there and they, they had a, a lot of stuff going for them. Uh, but they didn't have like a complete story. They didn't have a a real, uh, I guess, identity in the market. They were really known for the Sparrow 22 suppressor, uh, but we had all these other really kind of cool cans coming out for for rifles. And so we, I started buying with my own money at first, and then we formed a partnership later with Noveski uh, for the marketing purposes. And at some point, uh, decided had a great opportunity to go be the chief marketing officer at Noveski and I couldn't say no. So I jumped ship at Silencer Co. and went straight to Noveski and haven't looked back since. So do you live in the Southern Oregon area or do you still live in uh, Northern Utah? So I actually split time. So I, I'm about half a month in Oregon and about half a month in Salt Lake City. So it's, it's give or take. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but uh, just as the wind goes, I guess. <laughs> Nice. So share with us the backstory of Noveski, how it came uh, into fruition as you're now a part of the Noveski family. Uh, give us a story on how Noveski came into being one of the most popular rifles out there today. For sure. Uh, so basically, the company was founded by John Noveski. Uh, he worked at a barrel manufacturing operation uh, in Western Oregon, learned how to you know, chamber barrels, learned how to lap and, you know, uh, rifle barrels and, and really kind of honed, honed in his art of specifically at that time, it was, um, bolt gun barrels. And at some point decided to kind of strike out on his own. He saw some opportunity in the AR market to, com uh, create really high precision, uh, accurate, uh, and reliable rifle or barrels for the AR platform. Uh, so, he and his wife uh, set up shop in their garage in Grants Pass, Oregon, and kind of through word of mouth and then through industry experience, the company grew into what it is today. It is crazy that in Grants Pass, 
that's where Nevesky's at. I mean, I, I grew up in the Rogue Valley uh, in a small town, Central Point, and I actually worked – I started my radio career. That's what I do for my normal job um, at a country station there in the Rogue Valley that reaches into Grants Pass, KRWQ. I was on there for eight years, and it just blows my mind. I move away, and uh, I'm now based out of Las Vegas, and I become a gun guy, and all the guns that now I want, the rifles I want, are now based out of the Rogue Valley or, or somewhere in Oregon. It's, it's It baffles me that they were just there in the backyard the whole time. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the shop that you guys have. Uh, how many employees on staff? I get the feeling that you're kind of a small team, a small family. Uh, would you share some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, so kind of, and again, the story of Novesky is always to help growing your building that you just bought. And so they quickly grew out of the garage. They started in, um, they bought a building and in the front part of the building was actually like an alternator shop. And so they only occupied the back half until they outgrew that. Then the alternator shop was gone. It's funny. That was a while ago. And even today, people, every once in a while, someone will pop in and be like, Hey, I need my alternator fixed. Can you help out? And <laughs> we're like, oh, that's not been around for a long time, but, um, we're, it's a pretty non discreet location. So we don't have signage up or anything. So people just kind of pop in, assuming it's still the alternator shop from time to time. But we have that facility now. That's kind of our main office. It's also where we do all our final assemble of products. And we also have uh, a much larger building on the other side of town that houses our manufacturing and machine shop. So um, that's that's kind of a cool spot. We're, we've been looking for a new building for a while uh, to expand. We're just trying to find the right opportunity. Um, but, yeah, there's – the Valley doesn't have a ton of, of spots, so we might end up having to build, but we're looking to expand as the company is growing kind of by leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. You know, he says uh, across town, when you picture across town in a, a town like Grants Pass, it's like seven or eight minutes, depending off you, if you hit a couple stoplights wrong, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you cut through it, if you cut through this one parking lot, it saves, it saves you two <laughs> minutes. You get there in like four and a half. So we, so we have, um, right around 35, 40 employees, uh, kind of at the bottom end that fluctuates a little bit, but, um, yeah, so relatively small. Uh, I think we, we definitely punch above our weight as far as product and our ability to ship. So it's uh it's fun. We all of us wear a lot of hats and we do it's a it's a very much a team effort and kind of the cool part is, you know, the the people that are working there now have perpetuity. They they were around when Johnny uh was running the company. Uh they were chambering, they were the ones building the rifles. All those same guys are still doing it today. So there was a a direct handoff from Johnny to these guys of a, a knowledge of the the art of what we do. And it's remained in perpetuity, which is, it's, it's a blessing. And it's, it's been really good to, uh, to have that heritage still intact. The things that Johnny touched, the things that he developed, the, the chambers, the, the ideas, the philosophy behind the company, those are all still very much intact. Now, in one of the questions that uh, was brought up by one of our listeners was when you order a Nevesky rifle, uh, is it one person that assembles the rifle from start to finish or is it a team effort on that rifle? Uh, it's one person from start to finish. So when, when the order comes through and all the parts are available for that specific order, we have two assemblers, sometimes three, depending on workload. Uh, but one guy will pick all the parts and that one person goes from stripped parts to a complete 
functioning test fired rifle. One of the other things wondering about with just the, this is a, a general question of the market in general. Have you guys noticed a difference in the market uh, pre-election now post-election as we're about nine months down the road after the election? Uh, have you guys noticed kind of a, a drop off in the AR market or are things different for you guys there? So I just checked this the other day uh, as part of the regular routine, but we are actually slightly up over last year and last year was one of the best years the company has ever had. So we're in a position where we're still pretty much full steam ahead. Um, we had to be strategic uh, in, in achieving this and part of the strategy started long before the election. So we, uh, not to give too much away, but the, the basic idea behind a lot of it was we didn't want to stick retailers with a bunch of product that wouldn't move when Trump won. And when he did, a lot of people got hurt because they had six months of inventory built up and no one was buying. Where with our product, typically at our price point, people don't accidentally uh, go into a shop and just go, oh, I'll take that one. Uh, the price point is sort of prohibitive on that. So uh, I, we find that we, as long as we are keeping up with demand and we're not overstocking our dealers, that the sell-through is there and then we keep getting orders for it. Sounds like a sustainable business plan. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it's legitimately like, uh, as part of my job, I'm also, for the last year and a half, I've been president of the company. And um, part of my job I see is to uh, keep the heritage of the brand and and really kind of keep the the things that Johnny wanted to do with the company in mind. So as I push forward, I try to keep that in mind and, and not saturating the market, not selling out, not being too uh, crazy with our product is definitely part of that. And, and so we've, we've tried super hard to, to keep to those, those tenants so that we can maintain uh, at least a predictable level of, of growth and, and opportunity for us. Now I'm going to get roasted because I'm a self-proclaimed Nevesky fanboy, but tell me what, um, because I'm already bought in. I'm, I'm already telling my kids, you know, y'all need to get scholarships so I can buy a couple of rifles. Um, <laughs> but tell me what makes Nevesky stand out. You know, we've, you know, the price point, you know, you just said prohibitive. It's not something that you just go in. You, you're going to plan to buy a Nevesky. You're not going to, you know, walk into a shop and just, and maybe grab one. You're going to do your research on it. What makes, uh, Nevesky stand out in the market, in your opinion? So I think it comes down to a few different things. Uh, the first and foremost is the heart of the gun, which is the barrel. Uh, all the chambers we use, with only a couple exceptions out of all the calibers and different uh, things that we do, they were all developed by Johnny, and they're not necessarily Sammy spec. Uh, we like to think of them as improved. He was able to figure out a, a good balance between accuracy and reliability, uh, where before Johnny really came on the scene, you know, it was either one or the other. Either you had a super accurate AR, but it wasn't super reliable or vice versa. So he was able to figure out the difference between the two and, and find that middle ground that uh, provided uh, better accuracy with the ability to just run and run and run. And so uh, I think at the heart of the cost equation for us is the barrel. And then second, uh, we hand fit all the upper and lower receivers, which is a very important part. I think a lot of, especially novice or entry level AR uh, consumers don't understand how important that fitment is. And that's a, that's another critical component of accuracy. 
I think then on top of that, all the other partners that we have, whether it's Geisley triggers, we either put Geisley or ALG triggers in every gun that we have. We have uh, Geisley charging handles or any, you know, Magpul furniture. We have these very specific relationships with people that if we're unable to make it ourselves, we do it with the people that are the best at doing it. And so therefore, as you put this together, it's not just like a Frankenstein gun. Everything's been picked and, and uh, tested to make sure that when we put this whole thing together, anything that's not controlled by us, fits in like a glove and works flawlessly. I'm thinking about the relationship you have with Magpul and the relationship with Yavi Geisley. It did, those didn't come out of the box. Those had to be something that was forged over time, right? Correct. And again, like Johnny gets the credit for all of this. His relationships started early, even in Magpul's uh, kind of before they really hit the boom uh, in their world. He'd made connections there. Uh, he and Bill Geisley, longtime friends. So definitely the the... The relationships were forged through Johnny, and then we've kept them up and continued with it as as we've grown. Do you ever experience growing pains or anything like that as a company, or does everything pretty much move smooth? Yeah, no, there's certainly with a, a company that started in a garage, as you grow, uh, sometimes it's difficult to uh, get everything right or to like figure it out to where it's perfectly smooth. As you scale, uh, what worked at one level doesn't necessarily work at another, and so I think Noveski has, has seen growing pains throughout its, its history um, and sometimes as evident with our sometimes after Sandy Hook, our lead times are pretty, pretty long. And part of that was just a huge amount of demand. We we're trying to keep up with it. Uh, but the facility and the efficiency and the work line wasn't necessarily built for that level. And so we've addressed that. We've you know brought in uh, some really amazing efficiency experts and lean manufacturing experts to help us with even just how like how many times something's touched or how the process is set up so that we are uh, working as optimal as possible. And what would you say is your flagship product? If you had to pick like a top three, what would be the three things that you guys get uh, consistent orders from for? So uh, that's a challenging question because it fluctuates from time to time. Our number one selling rifle is a model called the Infidel. It's a 13.7-inch barrel that has one of our KX5 muzzle devices pinned and welded to it. So it meets that 16-inch minimum requirement. Uh, so you basically have an SBR in a full-length rifle setup. Uh, that rifle is kind of, by and away, our, our best-selling. Um, from there, our blackout stuff sells like crazy. Uh, we are one of the first commercial companies to have blackout barrels, and so that's another thing that we're you know, really well known for. Um, so I would say probably our number two would be, you know, it starts getting the SBRs, whether it's a 10 and a half inch 5.56 or a eight inch blackout. Those are sort of, you know, up there in the top three. And then we, we recently introduced, uh, I guess it's been just over a year, our, our new N6, which is our 7.6251 rifle, which is also going to be available in 6.5 Creedmoor. That rifle has also been selling super well, uh, including the other ones. And it's not like like you were saying when the parts come available for the rifle, it gets built. It's not like it's not like your you know hamburger has been sitting up on the rack there for six hours and then it finally gets bought by somebody. It, your rifle is actually built right there, you know, when it's ordered and the parts come in, right? Correct. Yeah, once it's built, it doesn't stay in the vault more than a couple of days and then it's gone. 
the only thing that gets stocked up in the vault are SBR or NFA items that require transfer paperwork to get cleared. Other than that, everything is almost made and shipped within you know about a week's time. Since you brought up transfers, what do you think is going to happen as we uh, there? The ATF seems to be slowly getting to the other side of the mountain of 41F. And uh, yep. the the transfer times seem to be or would seem to be coming down. I talked to a silencer shop last week on the show. Um, what do you think is going to happen with the, the the transfer times? Do you think we're going to see it come down a lot, or do you think it's just going to stay the same? Well, maybe I'm cautiously optimistic, but I really I really think that we're going to start to see transfer times drop. Uh, part of that is also a function of the Hearing Protection Act. So if you recall, right before um, the changes went into effect uh, regarding trusts and so forth, there was a huge onslaught of Form 4s and Form 1s, people buying up everything they could to get in underneath that uh, that requirement. And so we're starting to see that I had several items even personally before I put in right before that went through. And that finally, those all came through, I think, uh if you tandem that with the Hearing Protection Act, the demand, especially for silencers, has dropped quite a bit because people are starting to wait, thinking that this thing is going to pass. And so instead of buying the can, getting the forms done, and just waiting, uh, they're waiting for this magic bill to pass, which uh, at this point looks sort of unlikely. Yeah, it's like, in so, fact, I would think the time to buy a suppressor would be right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I Especially because you see the form times going down. Uh the ATF is clearing through all those uh, those preforms to get through that loophole, and then now we're in a spot where, yeah, this is the time to buy. I, I just the the silencer market, you know, I'm sure you've talked about before, is just has been kind of hit super hard because of that Hearing Protection Act, and I I think it's a buyer's market right now. The prices are really good. Almost every uh, silencer manufacturer is offering uh, $200 rebates. Some of them are hokey, some of them are good, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of good opportunity for buyers to get into the silencer market. Yeah, there's a lot right now. So if you didn't check that episode, it'd be the episode 214 where we talked to uh, Jeremy from Silencer Shop. Uh, getting oh, back, cool. getting back to Noveski. You guys, last year, I'm kicking myself because you guys are all over Instagram and the marketing on Instagram is awesome. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm back at home when I see the stuff you guys post. Um, but you guys have the very rarely do you guys do sales? Am I right on that? Very rarely. We try to limit how many sales we do a year. Um, we we definitely on especially our mainline product. We don't have uh, <laughs> some of it's never in stock long enough to even go on sale. So there's kind of a function of that. However, yeah, we we every once in a while we'll do kind of a, a big sale, and but it's not super often. You guys did a, it, it was on a, an upper, it was a Gen 3 upper lower combo set and the price was ridiculous. I mean, you, you, you guys really dropped the price. I, I think it was probably by a couple hundred dollars. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. But by the time I walked down the hall, grabbed my wallet, got back to my computer, y'all were sold out. Like, like yeah. that. I mean, it is, it's insane to watch. You guys don't do it very often. So if you follow Noveski on social media, whether Instagram or Facebook or, or wherever you see him, uh, and you see the deal, make sure you have your credit card like tattooed to your wrist or something. So you're able <laughs> that's to. Where that, that's, that's where, uh, autofill with a credit card works out really well with your 
shopping Novesky sales, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. We, we like to, you know, um, give those perks when we can and especially kind of to tip our hat to the people that follow us in social media. That's where they hear it first. And, you know, that's typically by the time we post it by the next day, whatever we posted is pretty much gone. So, uh, it pays to, to follow for sure. We had a, a knife that we did with Strider that Johnny, uh, actually, he did all the design work on it and everything. And, and it finally came out, uh, unfortunately years after Johnny had passed, but, uh, we had 50 of them and I think they sold out in five minutes and it was like a $450 knife and it just, but yeah, it's, that's just how that, that situation works. Uh, people, I think will wait until that one product goes on sale and then they jump on it. Well, we're, the, the autofill on the thing works great until my wife gets to the computer and then the, the shopping <laughs> goes into overdrive. But I have, I have sat down with my wife. We've, we've had some, you know, family stuff going on that I've shared with the listeners that, uh, has taken a hit in the gun budget and some of the safe has had to be cleared out. But I said, babe, in the next 12 to 18 months, I want one of these. I want one of these rifles. It's from where I'm from. It'll mean a lot to me. So that's, it's definitely on the top of my list right now for my next purchase to pick up one of your guys' rifles. Um, awesome. I don't know exactly which one because every time I go to the site, I get lost for about an hour and, you know, daydreaming on which one I'm going to pick up. I, I, it, I did proclaim that I am a fanboy. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the marketing you guys do. You guys, uh, have a very interesting, uh, marketing plan from what I've seen. And maybe I see it wrong, but, um, we've been to shot show several times. Uh, we don't generally, we don't see you guys at shot show unless I'm missing you guys there. Right. Correct. We, we don't, uh, up until now we have not had a booth at shot show. Do you guys do NRA or anything like that? Uh, no, we haven't done NRA. We'll do some, uh, kind of specific shows like some of the police officer association shows or, some of our big distributors will have shows that we participate in, but by and large, uh, we keep a pretty low profile at some of these larger uh, trade show events. So it seemed to me a lot of the stuff you guys rely on, um, whether social media, you know, removing social media from the equation, a lot of it's word of mouth probably from your customers. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's social media is, is an interesting world because you can appear to have a reputation really quick, you know, and, and, Typically, that's a function of the number of followers you have. Uh, but in a real sense, you know, when you start really breaking down who the customers are, word of mouth is by far uh, way more effective than posting cool photos or videos and having people like it. I mean, we love doing that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, uh, we know who our, our core customer is, and that's who we cater to. Has there ever been a product, and you could say no comment, has there ever been a product you guys have swung and missed on? Uh, no, I, not to be honest, uh, since I've been at Novesky, no. And uh, I would say, well, let me take that back. There, there was one product that we tried to do recently uh, that we were waiting on an ETF ruling, and the ruling came back uh, not in our favor, so it never got released. But that was our only kind of... We hoped it would work, but it didn't uh, because of a ruling or an opinion letter. And so that became uh, a kind of a bummer. But, you know, for us, we try to stick to what we're good at. And we try to stick to uh, the formula, which we've, we've developed over the years. And when you stick to those things and you stick to the, the values of the brand, you don't often swing and miss. 
That's true. And it's a pretty good business model to not swing and miss. Correct. Yeah, we, I, I try to err on a little bit more conservative side as far as product offering um, so that I don't have to explain why I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a, a current uh, California compliant uh, rifle? for the new yeah. restrictions? So we do. Um, we have a, a couple prototypes that we sent to our distributors. They placed sizable orders, so those will start shipping uh, super, super soon. Uh, we also are working uh, with another company in the industry to license some technology they came up with that will also be a California-compliant uh, setup that will be pretty interesting as well. So we'll offer a couple different ones, one with like kind of the current uh, – you have to break the rear pin open to, to get the, the mag out. Uh, but there's another kind of interesting one that we're, we're licensing that eliminates all of that. What would be, what do you think the future of Novesky holds? Uh, if you had everything your way, what does the company look like five years from now? I mean, truthfully, from the outside appearance, aside from a couple new product offerings, it wouldn't look much different. Um, we're getting into a couple areas that the company hasn't done before, like pistol caliber carbines. Um, we've been slow to get to it because we didn't want to do a me too product, just throw, you know, whatever. in. we wanted, we have specific requirements that we wanted to get out of a pistol caliber carbine that, um, it takes time and research and, uh, R and D dollars to get done. So we're, we're happily on that trail and, Hopefully by the end of the year, having some announcements uh, in that that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like the company is awesome, and you know the the joy that we get from doing this is is immense. We don't, like I said, in a, a major part of the company, there's almost no turnover. People love working there, uh, and so I look five years from now, it's just going to be adding more people to to handle more demand. But as a company, I don't see us looking outwardly much differently than we do today. If you had to sum up in, in just a couple of sentences to somebody, because we have a whole range that listen to the show, uh, whether it's a, a first time or a, a, somebody who has 50 ARs in their safe, if somebody's looking for their first AR and they have the budget for it, you know, we talked about you eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a while. And, <laughs> you know, you, you, if you're married, you probably need to uh, be ready to bring some roses a, a couple of times and go on a couple of dates. But, if that person's looking for their first rifle, they have the budget, uh, why should they pick a Noveski? Uh, it's pretty simple. It's the it's the marriage of you're not going to find a more accurate AR. Uh, we, we have, I would say, if not one of the most accurate ARs on the planet, uh, the difference is you, could, you couple that with complete reliability. Um, the, the beauty of these rifles is... Even the most seasoned shooters will barely touch the potential of what these rifles can do. And that shouldn't be something that dissuades someone from getting it, thinking, well, I don't need all that action. But when you talk about what the function of that rifle is going to be, whether it's home protection, whether it's for law enforcement, military, uh, or hunting or competition, uh, it's this is like a one-stop shop rifle. You're going to find everything you need in the most critical areas with our rifle platform for you. It may be, it may be the reliability, it may be hunting it may be shooting it may be whatever you find yourself doing with this, maybe your line of work. Uh, for me, uh, it's the name, 
It's the the place where it's from. You know, we all have those places where we're from, uh, the companies that we're fond of. For me, it's Noveski. And, uh, Mike, I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time out and talking to us on the AR-15 podcast. We hope to have you back in the future and check in on what's going on at Noveski. Great. Well, I appreciate you having me on. All right, Reed. Did I fanboy out during that interview? Well, I think a little bit, but I think we can uh, accommodate the mitigating factors that have caused you uh, to do so. So, All right. This will be like your one and only pass. So no uh, podcast walk of shame. Nope, not today. Not today. All right. Thanks to Mike Allen for being on the show. Um Man, just uh, really impressed with the, the information that came across, and uh, love bringing you guys these these kind of behind the scenes looks at uh, these companies that uh, we see all over the place. So uh, that was uh, probably my top uh, top of my list yet for the last two years, and uh, finally was able to make that happen. So uh, thanks to Noveski for making that happen. Yep, and uh, lax stocking laws wherever. <laughs> That's that's all right, JD. You did a good like guy. six restraining orders, man. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> so um, with that, uh, we also want to thank uh, Bushnell for sponsoring the show. Check them out. Uh, generous sponsor who's been taking care of us and helping us out uh, and sponsoring uh, the content here at the AR15 podcast. So check out Bushnell and their optics. And uh, thanks again to them for sponsoring the AR15 podcast with that read i think uh episode 215's in the book let's save any feedback uh for next week's show and uh we'll give you a whole variety of questions comments and some deep mythological questions all right sounds good so with that you can send your questions or comments to uh, ar15.podcast at gmail.com Subscribe and listen to AR15 Podcast for free in iTunes or Stitcher. Leave us a review so the show can place higher for potential listeners. Uh, share your pics with us on Instagram at AR15 Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook.com slash AR15 Podcast. Check out the Firearms Radio Network, our uh, parent company. Use the Brownells affiliate link for all your AR15's parts needs. Uh, check out our friends uh, all across the country. We've got Staley Shooting Supply, RTT Firearms, New Frontier Armory, TPM Outfitters, guys that uh, have uh, been good to us here on the show and good friends on the show. We'd like to support good gun shops, good manufacturers. So if you know one, shoot us an email and let us know about them. Let us know your experience. AR15.podcast at gmail.com. And with that, uh, episode 215 in the books. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.